What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? How we doing? What's happening? It's a beautiful, beautiful Monday morning here on YouTube.com slash PlayStation Source. Of course, it is your boy here, TKD123. Back again with another luxurious, of course, Cross Circle Podcast pre-show. Welcome to the pre-show. If you guys are here, let me know in the chat. How you doing? How's your day popping? Everything okay? Everything all good with the family? You know? Let me know. Let me know. I'm really inquiring to know. You know what I'm saying? But uh, we here. And this is going to be a very different episode. An episode that I don't think I've ever done. I'm not sure if I've ever done this before. I'm not sure what what the uh what the um what it, it i mean honestly, i i feel like i've probably done something like this before but quite literally i honestly forgot i don't know i don't know if i've ever done this before but this is going to be a very different cross record we'll get into the overall uh, complexities of this kevin mack in the chat love you bro appreciate you dog how you doing um, so I will, of course, be doing the usual pre-show lingo that is, of course, sharing the link across all different avenues of the internet. If you'd like to do so as well, feel free. Share it. Why not? Why not share the stream? Why not? You know what I'm saying? Why not? But let me know how's everyone's weekend's been going. How, how, how has life been treating you? Everything all good in the hood? Let me know. Uh, all that good stuff. So I don't. Quite honestly, not sure how long this episode will be. I'm gonna keep it. I'm, I'm gonna keep it honest with you guys. Oh, I have the wrong number cross circle on this episode, don't I? Let me let me double check. I think I do. I think I do. Yes, I do. This is episode 48, not 47. What's up, Ix? How you doing, bro? What's up, man? I'm. Uh, I gotta. Hopefully, will the title just change automatically? I, I really hope it does. Okay, yes. Yeah, okay, cool. Since it's changed. All right, cool. But this is gonna be a very different episode, guys. But first and foremost, let me know what you guys think. Uh, let me know, you know, how how was your weekend? You know what I'm saying? I'll let you all know about mine. But a lot of mine will be, uh, you know, in the main show. I want to talk about because I want to talk about really. Okay, so essentially, this is gonna be a a really really uh chill Q and A session. With your boy, you know what I'm saying? We, we, we're going to talk about PlayStation, I hope. We're going to talk about, you know, whatever you guys want. Hopefully, we keep it gaming. Hopefully, we keep it gaming. If we want to get a little, um, you know, controversial, of course, there's a lot of gaming topics in the current political state right now on Twitter and around the world. If you want to talk about that, I suppose, you know what I'm saying? But, uh... Oh, this is interesting. Very interesting. Huh. Okay. Something just popped up my feet, but that was that was quite interesting. Omen, my man, how you doing, bro? How you doing, my man? Omen, Omen, we we have to have a conversation about getting you on Road to Part Two because I am down to have you on Road to Part Two, bro. You a real one. I definitely want to be able to sit down and talk to you about Last of Us for sure. But I say, all right, let's get in. To the main show because everything I want to talk about is mainly uh, main show. This will be this was a short pre-show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. But uh, let's get right into this. (laughs) 
Gee, what's going on, guys? It is your boy, Tiki the Winchley, here back again with another episode of Cross Circle Podcast with my luxurious co-host, Christian. Yes, Christian is not here right now. Uh, he uh, currently is traveling home from a very well-needed trip that he was on, so congratulations to him. He had a very, very great weekend. And so I'm going to be soloing this episode, okay? All you have is me and my luxurious voice. Hope you all enjoy. Um, I, I mean, I'm not against having people in you know what i'm saying so ps5 so okay so before we get into it guys let me just explain what this is going to be okay so this is going to be a a a very chill out let's talk playstation ask tkd123 aka me anything you would like to know this is going to be a very open forum there are some there are some things i want to discuss uh about games i played through the weekend um so we i guess you can roll into that first but then we can you know open it up and i'll you know, be kind of glued to the uh, comments, and I will definitely be answering questions that you guys have about PlayStation, about PS5, about streaming, about the future of the platform, my favorite games, da, 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 my favorite series. Whatever you guys want to know, let me know what you're thinking down in the comments. And this is going to be a just hold on, just kind of ask TKD what you're doing about anything PlayStation or about anything in general, right? So, first thing I want to talk about here is that I beat two games last week, right? Um, one of them, well, last week slash over the weekend, one of them was Wolfenstein Youngblood, which I will be doing a separate video about my overall thoughts. That's almost done. I'm almost done on, on the document, writing it out, kind of like my main bullet points of what I want to talk about. And then I will be, uh, making that video here sometime this week, possibly tomorrow. So look out for that. Most likely tomorrow, because I really do want to just get out those feelings about Wolfenstein Youngblood. But long story short, I guess I can just, you know, do the overall kind of thesis on, uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood. I think it's a pretty good game. I think it definitely does take a lot of risk and a lot of changes to the overall uh, Wolfenstein games. Um, and I, I totally understand if people uh, think that, you know, it's a negative. If people don't like these changes, totally understand it. But I feel like th this was definitely like the lost legacy in the Wolfenstein series, but it just didn't really come together that well. So th that's what I'll say about Wolfenstein uh, until tomorrow where we get the full unveiling, you know, the, the full rundown of, uh, you know, of the game and how I felt about it, how I felt about it. Here, a lot of negativity about, yeah, but yeah, there is a lot of negativity out there, and that's something that, like, I will be addressing in there. It's just, like, I totally see the negativity, and I totally get why people don't like it, and there's a lot of things that I agree with about the negativity about the game that I will, and one uh, very, very big one for me um, is the, I guess I'll kind of just spoil some stuff here, is the notion of, um, always having enemies respawn and going back into places that you've been before. Now, of course, that's not unique to this game. There have been plenty of games that have done that in the past, so obviously, you know, be a little bit hypocritical of me to say, oh, I hate it in this game specifically, but not, you know, complain about it in other games that I've played in the past. However, I feel like with this game, I don't know what it is. I think it was the frequency at which you were going back to different places and the fact that they didn't have that many unique places to go to throughout side missions and throughout main missions and stuff like well main missions they were all different unique places but i'd say mainly the side missions is where you felt that and then the game also does this thing where the enemies were, were like you can easily run into enemies that are drastically higher level level than you kind of like ac odyssey in that way where you know it's it wouldn't be hard for a main mission or, like, a side mission, uh, you know, if it was back-to-back -to, -back, to go from, like, level 5 to level, like, 10. You know, obviously not that exact leveling system, but, 
you know, something like that. So the game kind of pushes you to already, uh, you know, do side missions to to be able to be stronger and uh, to to just promote you to do side missions in that way to kind of push you to do them to be able to upgrade yourself and level up and and then to be able to make the main missions that you're supposed to do easier but i just felt that you know it was just an it was just a bit of a, a bit of a tedious thing you know at least in this game that i found going back and forth and having to run into enemies that kept responding and stuff like that so i did find that to be very negative and that was definitely on the list of a lot of people saying that you know that's what they didn't like about young blood but overall as a as a game i don't think it's that bad you know i think it's good if you like wolfenstein and the reasons why i love wolfenstein which again may not be the same for you you know it's good that's what i'll say like it's like it's pretty good it's a wolfenstein game so that's good but the other game i want to talk about here is not a playstation game and i don't know if it's ever going to be released for playstation i feel like it might that's out I feel like it might at some point, but I'm not 100% sure. And that is Stranger Things 3 for the Switch. Let's talk about this game, right? Because I don't know when I'll be able to uh, talk about this game on the channel other than right here, right now. So I say why not? Let's just talk about it, okay? So I think I said it about probably the past two crossroads. I've been kind of chipping away at Stranger Things 3 on my Switch um, because, of course, I love the show. And I figured the game would be a cool complimentary uh, you know, game to also play it after I finish the Stranger, the Stranger Things 3 Season 3 uh, on Netflix. And so I'm like, okay, cool, sounds good, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And it was going to be, a, you know, from what I heard before release, it was going to be just a, a a pixel art-based, you know, beat-em-up, you know, top-down, top thing. Well, not top-down, but, like, angled down. I don't know that term. I need to know that term of when a game is, like, up and angled. I don't know. I will learn it later. But... You know, that's what type of game it was. And let me say something, boys. I, quite honestly, I, I don't like the game. Like, like I, I love the show, right? And, like, the writing in the game, you know, is very much like a truncated version of the full season, right? Where, like, um, you know, the same dialogues play out from the same characters, but not all of it, you know what I'm saying? And, like, some things happen out of order kind of weirdly, but, uh, um, you know, overall, like, like it is, you know, and there's, there's also some parts where they show you what characters are doing during a specific part in Stranger Things 3 that we didn't see in the show, so I'm not sure if that's canon, if that's what they were going for, but, uh, you know, which is just some weird things like that, and I see that they are trying to throw in some new stuff. But overall, the boss fight in this game is quite literally one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> that boss battle is absolutely ridiculous. And I don't know if it's because I wasn't paying attention to a lot of the crafting stuff and wasn't really crafting and buffing up my players that much with items that I could scrap at different tables throughout the game, but... That boss battle literally broke me for <laughs> about two hours, right? Like, that hurt. Now, it reminded me of a different boss battle I had with, with the Messenger. And the Messenger, that one wasn't that bad because I feel like it 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 definitely kind of, like, built upon what you have been learning throughout the whole game, you know, leading up to the boss battle, right? Like, I feel like... Uh, you know, that one was definitely a more fair boss battle in a way, but the one for Stranger Things is is, is literally just 
one of the worst boss battles I've ever done in my life. You know, and even to talk about the Wolfenstein boss battle, that one wasn't even that good either. Like, like that one I found more annoying than frustrating. But Stranger Things three boss battle is like frustrating, and overall, just the game. I don't know, man. I just, I just uh, like I cannot recommend Stranger Things three. I cannot recommend it. I can recommend Young Blood if you love Wolfenstein. I, I can totally see it, but I could totally understand why if you hear the negatives about the game, why you wouldn't want to play it. I totally get that, but I feel like overall, if you're a Wolfenstein fan, you are going to enjoy Young Blood to a degree. Maybe maybe less than me, maybe maybe more than me. I don't know, but I feel like you will get some enjoyment out of Wolfenstein Young Blood if you're if you're a Wolfenstein fan. If you are a Stranger Things fan. For the love of God, do not play this game. Stranger Things is not on my alley game-wise. Yeah, listen, yo, let me, guys, just please stay away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The show is my favorite. The show is great. I love the show, Stranger Things. I think it's a great show, but the game on Switch, Stranger Things 3, and Bonus XP, those people that developed it, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I am really sorry, but I just found the game frustrating. And, like, it's not completely all bad. Like, you know... It is, like, to me, I just viewed the game as, like, very just mindless fun. Like, like, like I, I would play it while I was watching shows, you know what I'm saying, um, on Netflix or whatever, or, like, watching a movie, you know what I'm saying, or, like, chilling with the boys on Discord. Like, I, you know, I just found it to be just very just, you know, mundane, not really mundane, but just average, you know, just, just like, fun, like, beat em up you know, type of style of game, whatever. And I found some enjoyment out of that overall. Like, the gameplay is not horrible, you know? Um, I do think it's like kind of boring, but like you know, it's 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 it just it, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like like get to beat them up. But overall, whew, as a game, it took me about eight and a half hours to beat, I believe. Um, just because some of the puzzles actually, you know, some some of the puzzles were actually very challenging. You know, and it's like man, like that's they really threw me for a loop sometimes on the challenges. But overall, I just cannot. The game is just like an appetizer, but not the main. Just absolutely, Christopher Hart. The that's a, a really good way of putting it. Like the like. The game is just like, I don't know, it's just food, you know what I'm saying? It's not like great food, it's not atrocious, unedible food, but it's just food, you know, like it's high, like it's just a game. Despite the show's, wait, sorry, despite the show's more lighthearted tone compared to season one and season two, I still enjoyed it. Yeah, Kevin Mack, I feel you, bro. Wait, are you talking about season three of the show, Stranger Things, or the game? Let me know. But... Um, I guess I'll kind of go over, you know, while we're here talking about games. I I guess I'll go over. Do we want to hear the games I've beaten so far this year? I've beaten twenty three games. Do we want to know? Do we do we want to know the games I've beaten this year? I could run down that list for fun, but and then you know I could do that and then probably lay out what I would definitely be playing uh for the for the foreseeable future of the year. You know, unless something crazy pops out of the blue. Yes, we want to know. Okay, deal. Okay, so here are my 23 games I've beaten this year, okay? It goes in order like this. Infamous First Light, Guacamelee, Metro 2033 Redux, Metro Last Light Redux, Tearaway, Anthem, Metro Exodus, Bury Me My Love, The Division 2, Devil May Cry 5, The Messenger, Katana Zero, Days Gone, Timefall 2, Borderlands Game of the Year Edition, Borderlands 2, Borderlands the pre-sequel, My Friend Pedro, Tales from the Borderlands, Borderlands 2, Lilith. Okay, so this is a good, so here's the thing, right? So I included Infamous First Light in there, right? That was that was discussed by me and Christian talked about that. And like he thought that that was an acceptable game uh, to put um, 
you know, in one of my games that I've beaten this year because of its size, right? But for those that have played Borderlands 2, Commander Lilith, and the Fiver Sanctuary, would we count that as well as a game that you that you beat? Because technically, I viewed it as, okay, this is a side DLC that is uh, bridging Borderlands 2 and Borderlands 3, you know what I'm saying? So, so that was that, but I, I'm going to count it for now, but we'll see, okay? So we have uh, Borderlands 2, Lilith, Fiver Sanctuary, whatever, Wolfenstein Youngblood, Stranger Things 3, The Game, and then Batman Arkham Asylum on my 23 games I beat this year. Uh, oh, we got Christian in the chat. Wait a minute. Best pizza in New York. What is it, Kev? P uh, for me? Um, oh, my God. Um, uh, I used to know it by heart. I know my, I know my parents know it. They they would tell me that whenever we would go to New York. Well, not we'd go there. I used to live there. So whenever we would go to that spot, I would love it as a kid. I totally forgot what it's called, though. And I didn't get a chance to go uh, when I went in May, unfortunately. But hope you have another good time, though. Oh, we got Omar in the chat as well. Shout out Omar Pita Suprema. I feel you. Uh, I'm playing Horizon Zero Dawn on the ultra hard difficulty, which is why I haven't beaten it. Horizon Zero Dawn's amazing, bro. That is a 10 out of 10 game. 100%. I still have to play the DLC at some point, but I don't know when I'll do that. But right now... I'm playing through the Arkham series, and I am excited because I start Arkham City here this week, hopefully. Um, so, yeah, Arkham City, cannot wait to play that. Then we'll go on to, I believe, Origins we will go to, and then Night. I think we'll we'll end at Night and then go to Origins in between City and Night. Definitely do that. But I definitely loved Arkham Asylum. I thought it was a great game overall. Um, definitely really good. And in terms of Switch... For me, as far as I'm aware, the only two games I want to play on Switch this year, for the rest of the year, as far as I'm aware, are uh, Ultimate Alliance 3 and Mario Maker 2. Those are the only two games I see on Switch right now that I, I don't think I'll get Pokemon. Never been to Pokemon. Not sure. Maybe I will get it. Not sure. I don't know. Um, I know uh, there is um, Astral Chain by what's what's the developer? Um, hold on, um, people either love him or hate him. Uh, what's that developer called? I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up because I really forgot what it is. What I know it's a famous it's a famous developer for the most part. Uh, Platinum, of course, Platinum Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, Platinum, but. If Christian, uh, sorry, Christopher Hart says, uh, if you okay, if you okay Arkham series, then you have to play Shadow of Mordor, War, and Mad Max. I know Mad Max. I know a lot of people love Mad Max. I want to get to that at some point. But Doom is also on my short list of games to play. Uh, Doom for 2016 because I want to play Doom Eternal. I love. Well, I don't. Well, I I I, I love what I saw of Doom Eternal. Um, so I definitely want to play Doom 2016. Luigi's Mansion, I don't know, Christian. Like, I don't know about Luigi. I mean, I haven't seen enough gameplay of it to really, like, warrant me being excited about it at all to a degree. Or, like, you know, I, I really don't. I really haven't been sold yet on Luigi's Mansion. So maybe we'll see. I don't know about that one. You should try Judgment. It has a good story to it if you like the, if you like the Yakuza series. Yeah, I've never played any of the Yakuza games. You know what I'm saying? And, I under, and to my understanding, I believe Judgment takes place within the within the the world of yakuza but it's not tied to the main plot of yakuza i think i have that right i believe maybe I'm not sure uh because just cracked himself if you play yeah so 
Um, I definitely... So, I guess the biggest question right now I'm having is, am I going to start Mario Maker 2 first? Or am I going to do Ultimate Alliance 3? I can't, I'm leaning towards Ultimate Alliance 3. Am I leaning? I mean, I'm most likely probably just going to get Ultimate Alliance 3 first. Because uh, I really want to play that game. I really do. That seems like such like a good, just like chill out in bed, you know, relax, pop up, pop up on the show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Judgment is okay. Cool. So judgment is on story. Okay, cool. Gotcha. But yeah, but uh, that's definitely my next game um, for Switch. It's probably Ultimate Alliance three, and then right now I'm gonna start Batman uh, Arkham City tonight. Hopefully, I want to play Judgment, but I'm playing The Last Guardian, CTR, and Rage two right now. Ooh, okay, so Last Guardian is one that I missed that is also in the long list backlog category. Not not really the short list or priority, but the long list one. Like Last Guardian is in the realm of like uh the the Horizon DLC. Like at some point I'll get to it. CTR, I don't know if I'll ever play that. I don't think so. Rage 2, probably not. Yeah, Rage 2, I don't know. Nah, yeah, I'm really that. I'm not really that interested. Even though, like it like it looked cool when they were previewing it and were, and then when they were showing trailer tra trailers. And stuff like that for it, but overall, I feel like it didn't really um, make waves in the industry, as far as I'm aware. You know what I'm saying? But um, all right, let's look at the rest of the games for 2019. They put the Outer Worlds on Switch. Is that? I feel like that's true. I feel like I've heard that. I think I heard that sometime last week. But let's see on my want to play tab. So let's see here. So games are coming up for 2019 that i will be playing um i want to go in like release order so i want to see if there's a quick tab on gg uh see i think this is a pretty game to occur so i think i'm going to skip outer worlds i don't think i'm gonna play that of course we got the banger borderlands 3 because come on now what are we doing here now what's actually interesting about Borderlands? so so borderlands 3 was interesting about that release date is that it is right on top of the Call of Duty Modern Warfare beta, which is going to be quite interesting for the boy here, being a huge COD fan from back in the day, and probably you know loose loosely now, but still you know it's 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 still a great shooter. I love Call of Duty. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we have that, and then we also have the Borderlands 3 release date right on top of each other. So to pick between those two and probably balance those two out, not sure how that's gonna go. But I will make a valiant effort to do so. So I will be doing that. The Last Guardian gives you goosebumps with those high in the sky puzzles. Yeah, I yeah. Last Guardian looks interesting. It definitely does. I've always wanted to try it, especially when they did the remaster um, by Blue Point. Uh, but I might, I might, I might get to it someday. You know what I'm saying? And plus, I I, I love how the anxiety of the PS5 having uh, what's it called? Um, What's it called? Backwards backwards compatibility kind of like eases that, eases that you know tension of like, all right, I gotta play this before the generation ends. You know what I'm saying? But I'm glad that even if I don't get to it now, I can get to it for PS5. So it's cool. I tried Borderlands when it was free on PS Plus. I couldn't really get into it. You're wrong. Borderlands is amazing. Omar says, "Yo, Christopher, you have godlike taste." Omar, you know what? You have godlike taste. Have you ever, have you ever considered that, Omar? Have you ever considered that, sir? And Baby D, if you're out here saying, oh, I really couldn't get into it, you know, feel free. We have a Discord channel on the PlayStation Source Discord link in the description called Borderlands 3 Slander. You can go in there and add to the, add to the, add to the garbage. 
that's that's uh, in that chat. I'll tell you what, because uh, Boiling Lance read the truth. So definitely gonna get into Boiling Lance Three. Obviously, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Beta, not really a game, but of course I will get into Call of Duty Modern Warfare um, when that comes out. Uh, what what else is coming out this year? I know Death Stranding. I am sold on officially. I will be getting Death Stranding. I know I, I know in the past I wasn't necessarily, but I will be uh, definitely jumping in to Death Stranding and checking it out. Um, I believe Christian is kind of less sold on Control, but I don't think I'm going to jump into Control. I don't think I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I'm going to do it. Um... I don't know. Like, Control just... I don't know, man. Just doesn't really, you know... Eh. Like, when I hear about the premise of the game, it sounds cool, right? So, like, it's like a department of, I believe, the U.S. government or some sort of agency, whatever, that handles things that people don't understand, <laughs> essentially. So, it's like, alright, that's cool. You know, like, like that's a really cool, uh, you know, concept. But I don't know if I'll be jumping into it. Um, Outer Worlds I'm probably going to skip. I'm going to pull up actually a better list online of like the rest of the games of 2019. Because I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering all the games that are coming out. I know I know there's... I know I do have games obviously that... I know I do have games that I will be playing. But going to get five guys. What should I do? Okay. Oh, you know, okay. I know this is a PlayStation Crossroad podcast, but let me say this. Regarding Omar right here. Okay, listen to me, Omar. I think I may... Okay, let me just lay it out and you can give me... You you can give me an honest opinion, okay? Is that cool, Omar? Is that cool? Can I, can I lay out what I'm about to say about five guys? And you can give me a response, okay? Whew. So, back when I was with my girlfriend, right? Back, on, back when I was with my girlfriend, right? I informed her that, yo, I have never had five guys. She's like, that's quite interesting. Let's go to five guys. I'm like, okay, cool, sounds good, right? So we pull up to the parking lot, we walk in, you know what I'm saying? And she says, Hey, I have to use the bathroom. Just 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 order me the regular hamburger, da, da, da. you know, well not hamburger, but like cheeseburger with like less meal, whatever. Just just she she like gave me her order, fries, drink, you know, fries milkshake. She wanted a milkshake. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll just get the because I figure, all right, I'm just gonna get what you get. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I've never been to five guys. I have no context of what I like and don't like. So I was going to create a context meal based off what she gets and judge five guys off that, right? So she could meet her order. She wanted um, a burger, fries, and a milkshake, right? So I'm like, okay, cool. Sounds good. Pull up to the countertop. I mean, hey, man, let me get uh, two burgers, two fries, um, and a milkshake. And then he asked me, do you want the fries uh, small, medium, or large? I'm like, oh, like large. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like, give me the large. Like, like, I don't know what the deal is, right? Again, this is me going into five guys with no context, right? So I'm like, okay, cool. Sounds good. So I get it ordered. The tab comes out to $40. And I'm like, whew. Sheesh. $40 for two burgers, two milkshakes, and two large fries for $40. I was like, all right. Let's hope this is worth it, right? Let's hope this is worth it. Okay, so we order it, right? I sit down. My girl is like, all right, did you order? I'm like, yeah, cool, sounds good. And then uh, she's looking at the receipt. She's like, wait, you ordered two large fries? And I'm like, yeah, I just got what you got. Like, what? She's like, no, like, the fries are huge. And I'm like, that's interesting. So when the food comes out, 
we get an enormous amount of food. I'm talking like the fries are literally like the size of like large cups and they're like full of fries. I'm like, yo, this is a lot of fries. This is absurd, right? But so the it and then the uh milkshakes came out, you know, milkshakes are cool. Then the burgers came out, right? Milkshakes I thought were pretty good. Milkshakes are cool. The fries I thought were pretty good. I like the fries a lot there. But I don't know about the burger. You know what I'm saying? And and I think a big part of it is that the price, I think, definitely deteriorates. Not really deteriorates, but for if you're paying $40, right, you got to be blown away, right? And the Five Guys Burger, I was not blown away with. You know what I'm saying? Because there's just something about – because, like, you got to look at, like, a spectrum, right? So, for example, right, we have a place here. I, I believe it might be on the East Coast. I'm not sure. But uh, it's called um, – uh, oh, my God. What, what is it called? It's a $5 oh, Little Caesars. Okay, Little Caesars. N- not sure if that's you know nationwide or whatever or maybe on the West Coast. Not sure. But Little Caesars, right, you get $5 pizzas. Right? Now, I will be blatantly honest with you, right? The pizza is not that it, – it's not good. It's not good pizza. It's not like going to like, you know – a, a a a pizza establishment like you know Ray's Pizza or NYPD or something like that here in Phoenix at least you know what I'm saying uh it's 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 definitely low tier pizza but because you're only paying five dollars into it it makes it taste better you know what I'm saying because like you because what you attain like to get to that goal all you had to do was five, why are we talking about pizza on this podcast <laughs> but long story short five guys I thought was pretty eh. You know what I'm saying? Do I have to try it again? Let me know, chat. Do I do I have to try five guys again and do it right this time? Is there something I did wrong? Let me know, right? So back to the 2019 of video gaming. Uh, we have Owen here saying Live of Strange 2, episode 4 on August 22nd, and Man of Madonna on August 30th. Oh, yeah, okay. So those are interesting. So um, I've been playing through Life is Strange 2, um, and let me tell you something. I think that the story in Live of Strange 2 is great. I think they're really introducing really cool stuff. But the fact that we have to wait that long is literally insane. And it's driving me crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is It is so insane how long it's been. Like, literally, the first episode for Love Strange 2 came out, like, what, last September? And they're finishing up the season in December of 2019. So it took them, like, like 15 months to release this episodic five series game. Like, it's just too much time in between um in between all of these episodes you know what i'm saying so but i am liking it but man of Badon, i will be trying out um i was high on i was high on until dawn by super massive games but upon kind of marinating on it i don't really like it that much you know what i'm saying i don't really like until dawn that much but but um but uh you know I will, I will be uh, jumping in to Man of Madonna and trying it out. But uh, we have a last minute five guys thing. So Omar says, I think the five guys prices are so expensive because the toppings are included in the pri- in the burger price. It's definitely not the best burger though. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was, so. Like, I just like for me, like after I left Five Guys, I would have, I would have much rather eaten that In and Out. You know what I'm saying? I'd, I'd, I'd eat In and Out or Steak Shack over it, but those locations are rare over here. Yeah, you see. And then out here in Phoenix are like everywhere. And there's one steak shack. I mean, yeah, Shake Shack. I don't like Shake Shack. I don't like it. I feel like I don't get enough food. 
I feel like it's like a really small burger, but was Until Dawn I'm super much No! A lot of people liked Until Dawn, and, like, I would say it's a good game. I just didn't really love it that much. And, like, I know in the past I've, like, called it trash. It's not trash. But I just I just didn't really like it that much, you know what I'm saying? But let's go in. Get back on topic here. <laughs> we'll talk about whatever. Um, yeah, I get that Chick Shack complaint, too. Also kind of pricey. Yeah, it's pricey. You get a little bit of food. You know, whatever. We will talk about State of Play in a little bit here. But, but, but let's run through the games. Uh, so I have a Wikipedia page that shows all of the games for the rest of the year. This is a great place. So, Live Strange 2, I will be playing that, of course. That's one of them that has a definite 100%. Um, let's see here. Da, 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 da. The Man of Madonna, of course, I'll be playing that. That's also true. Borderlands 3, of course, let's go. Destiny 2 Shadowkeep. That's, that one I'm going to put yes, but I'm not sure yet because I need to catch up on Destiny 2. I want someone to walk me through how to catch up in Destiny 2. I understand that I have to buy Forsaken and play through that. I get that. But apparently there is a like quick path to be able to level up your power level or your light level. Excuse me. I forgot which one it's called. Um, to the correct level that it needs to be. There's apparently like a really straightforward way to do that. I need to do that. I've I really been, been itching to get back in to uh, Destiny 2. But I will do that. And so I will count Shadowkeep as one of the games I'll be playing. So that will be four. Um, but hopefully I'll get to it. But there's a chance that I might not. Might not get to it. Um, let's see here. Uh, no, nothing. Okay, so that's pretty much end of that. What else we got here? Uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Probably not gonna, not gonna get that. Concrete Genie. I'm gonna say yes. Concrete Genie. I'm gonna say yes. I'm sold on it. By of course, kind of funny's cool. Greg. He was on kind of funny games cast this week live right now. YouTube.com/slash kind of funny games. You can go and check out his impressions of Cool Genie. He liked it. So, hey, you know what? If if good old Cool G likes Concrete Genie, then I'll play it. You know, if he sends his regards, if he sends his uh, positive, uh, you know, review of the game after seeing it, after being able to play it behind closed doors, then okay. I'll play it. I'll play it. Call of Duty Modern Warfare, of course. Number six, Medieval. Um, that's a maybe. Uh, medieval is probably not. Other worlds, no. Um, <laughs> Luigi mentioned, and eh, maybe we'll see. That's trending, yes. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, yes, of course. Doom Eternal, yes, of course. Life is Strange, we recon that, but that's going to be episode five. And that's it. So, for sure, I have at least nine games that I will definitely be playing by the end of the year. So, that's kind of how that goes down. But. I do still have to get through the backlog, which consists of, like, Doom, the Arkham series, which we're going through right now, um, Horizon DLC. I will be playing the Last of Us Left Behind DLC once they announce a date. Once they announce a date, I will definitely be playing that. I do want to stream in one sitting the older Ace and A6. I do want to do that because, as you all know famously, if you guys have listened to the podcast for a long time, um, I tried... Order Ace and A6 when it first, not when it first came out, but like maybe a year after it came out. It didn't really grab me. Didn't really, you know, I didn't really feel it. But I do want to try it again uh, and just play it in probably one sitting, hopefully, if I can get like a day off at some point. Just do it, you know. I might definitely, well, that one I definitely plan on playing. So that one too. But um, yeah, that's that. Now, let's talk about the state of play, which I believe, who said that? Who said that here? Where is it? Where is it? Who says say a play stuff? It was somewhere here. Did 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 it get removed? 
I thought I thought someone shouted out the state of play. Here it is. By the Shadow Ang ones. Shadow Ang ones. Shadow Ang ones. Yeah. When you think the next state of play is gonna drop. Here's the thing, right? I State of Play is a very is a very interesting topic, right? Because we have gotten two so far, right? The first one was uh, received pretty well by the PSVR crowd. Second one was met with pretty and eh, to low expectations. You know, it was pretty eh. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I was under the impression that we, we we would definitely get one sometime after E3. But here we are in August and we haven't gotten one yet. So I think we're definitely going to get one in the fall, right? And I think, hmm, let's pull up a calendar. Let's pull up a calendar. Oh, sorry, sorry for hitting the mic. Let's pull up a calendar, shall we? Mac, pull it up. Here we go. We got it. Hmm. Let's see here. So we are. It's August fifth right now. Happy Monday to y'all. Happy Monday. When do I think? When do I think they're going to drop it? Now, here's my thought. Right. If we look at uh, when um, the Last of Us Outbreak Day is, I think it, it's definitely in September, but when? It's September 5th? September 26th. September 26th is definitely when Outbreak Day is, right? I feel like that's when they're going to announce the release date or show anything more about Last of Us Part 2. I think we will get it then, right? Maybe before, but I feel like It'd be it'd be more of Naughty Dog to do it on to September twenty sixth. You know what I'm saying? But but then again, I have no idea. But make sure to tune in, of course, if you want to hear any Last of Us and Last of Us Part Two content. Make sure to go check out Road to Part Two, the weekly news, not news. I keep saying whenever I do the Road to Part Two intro, I always say the weekly news show, like it's crossed. Like it's save slot. I'm getting all of our shows mixed up. Gosh. Like I keep doing the save slot intro for for Road to Part 2. It is the weekly show about Last of Us and Last of Us Part 2. Check it out. And this week, we have a really interesting one. I really like this week's topic. Cannot wait for it. But I don't know when we'll get the next day of play. Um, I wish it was a little bit. And, you know, this is the first, you know, two that they've done. So, of course, maybe they are kind of ironing out when... They want to do these and how frequently they want to do these and what these will represent, you know. Um, I wish it was on more of a little bit of a regular scheduled basis, like maybe two times a quarter, something like that. I don't know. Or maybe once a quarter, you know. Not sure. But um, I do definitely believe that we will be getting a PSX this year. I think we will. I think we'll get a PSX this year that maybe does a bigger blowout of Last of Us Part Two and maybe Ghost of Tsushima. Um, and then I feel like we will definitely get its own separate. I feel like, <sighs> hmm, I'm not sure. Do they announce PS5? So this is a question. Do they announce PS5 at PSX? That's exactly what I was pondering, right? So in my mind, they don't, right? Because I feel like they would do a similar format as they did to announcing PS4, where of course they did a conference in February. It was February 20th, 2013. They did a separate its own conference, you know, this is the PS4, right? Um, and they and they didn't show the console, but they explained some of the architects about the console, how it was going to go away from the cell processor. It was going to be a more standard, um, you know, PC architecture type innards, 
to be better for development purposes. And of course, we had Mark Strini on stage talking about it, all that good stuff, whatever. Um, they were showing off, I believe, um, the pixel, uh, the pixel physics that the PS4 was capable of, of like. I remember they had like a bunch of like purple balls. Yeah, it it was like a knack type thing. It was a knack type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that thing that was supposed to display all the different tech that the PS4 could handle in terms of power. And then they blew out and showed the console, uh, like what the box looks like at E3, famously. You know, and, and that's where we got the uh, share the games bit and the four and R. Dude, uh, and the four and R price tag that was uh like I think four or five hours after. Xbox did their E3 conference the beginning. Wait, I think it was the day before or that morning. I think it was the day before. But, uh, you know, they announced the Xbox One's price at $500. You know what I'm saying? And they, you know, did that whole thing. So the question is, uh, you know, E3 2013, dude, E3 2013 was a banger. I do want a crossover episode. I do want a crossover episode where we go over all the past E3s and, like, rank them. But 100%, 20. 2013 was a banger E3, and that's facts. Um, but uh, wasn't gonna say. Yeah. So I guess the big question here is with the Wired.com article about PS5 that was official. I believe it was Sean Layden that was talking about it in that interview. It could have been Mark Sony, but I think it was Sean Layden, right? Shout out the boy Sean Layden, right? So he kind of did what the separate February 20th, 2013 conference was, was for the PS4 for the PS5 in that Wired.com interview. You know, like, I feel like overall, obviously not the same exact things that were said, but I feel like the 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 exact reasoning as to why that February 20th conference existed has already been accomplished with that Wired.com interview. So now I'm led to believe, are they going to treat PS PSX with the PS5 like E3 29 sorry like E3 2013 to the PS4 right or are they going to keep it to just games at PSX you know maybe announce new IP maybe lay out the uh, maybe 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 start building the launch lineup for PS5 right maybe um, and, like, that's a whole nother thing. But maybe they do that for PSX, right? Maybe they blow out Last of Us Part Two. Maybe they blow out Ghost of Tsushima, right? And then start teasing and start showing a little bit of trailers for the PS5 launch lineup, right? Um, and then maybe they do their standalone February conference as well that is maybe a Wired.com type article, but bigger and better <laughs> and more detailed perhaps you know what i'm saying and maybe maybe the, i mean guys there is still the uh there is still the psvr stuff right maybe they do the february conference that is like kind of side by side um maybe they maybe because i guess the biggest question here is i think that will tell a lot of their their roadmap to ps5 release right is if they're going to e3 2020 that's a big question right that's 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 a big question um i because some people see a possibility at them that they will i mean i'll ask you all in the chat do we think that they will be back for e3 2020 let me know because 
That's a great question, right? Because um, I'm of the mind that I don't think they will. I don't think they'll come back to E3. I feel like they realize that they really don't necessarily need it, that they can do it on their own, that they have enough gravitas with the gaming community and, of course, their PlayStation. And also, if you recall of this past E3, E3 2019 that we just went through, they were, I think, number two or number three talked about gaming topic in all of E3, and they weren't even there. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 they weren't even there. And they were still talked about in, in like, top two or three, right? Um, so that's also a thing to consider, too, is, like, do they feel like they need E3? You know, because I don't know if they do, to be honest. So Kevin Mack says, yes, they will be at E3 2020. They will. I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like they could easily no I, yeah okay so Owens with me saying no I, I I don't think they will come back to E3 just because I feel like they can easily treat PSX and say the play like what they would do for E3 you know and of course they have Tokyo Game Show they have Paris Games Week they have Gamescom as well which Gamescom they uh you know are kind of like Lucian but like generally speaking they do make a presence for Tokyo Game Show. They do make a presence for Paris Games Week, where we got the Paris Games Week trailer for Last of Us Part Two and stuff like that uh, a few years back. So I feel like they don't need E3. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But even though I would love to have them back at E3 because, um, you know, obviously amongst the kind of like, eh, E3 it was this year because we are in a phase of transition in terms of generations where we are getting the next gen in 2020 era and stuff like that but you know it was it was uh you know it was kind of quiet this e3 you know what i'm saying and like i think a lot of that to do has to do with p with places not being there you know i i don't think that that's the whole reason i think it's part of it i'm not one of these people that think that oh just because PlayStation wasn't at E3 this year. It was trash. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that it was a part of it. That's all. Bump PSX from December to June and don't attend the... Ooh! Omar! <coughs> I almost coughed. I did cough. What the... What, what is wrong with me? Anyway. That's aggressive. That's a bit aggressive. Well, actually, it's not. Because that'd be a similar vein to, like, what, what, what EA does. With EA Play, even though we technically see it as an E3 conference, but technically it's not. Because it's not at E3, but it's around E3. And it's their own separate thing. So, could they, in theory... Huh. Bumping PSX to June. See, I don't know about that. Because, like, I feel like PSX in December, like, it's... it's it's It, it lent itself to the Game Awards. Right, where you might see something from the Game Awards and then you'll get more of it at PSX. They seem to have like a nice little tandem going on there. Um, and that way, and I feel like December, like having a PSX in December is a good like end to the year, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know. But then, nonetheless, even if PSX wasn't in December, we still have Game Awards in December, so that's fine, you know. I could that's that's an interesting thought that I could think of. The Shadow Wang. The I I'm gonna mess up them every time I read that. I swear. The shadowing ones, if not at E3, at least a direct near it. Yeah, that's what I that's what I thought I thought they were gonna do. I thought they were gonna do a state of play type um 
Well, not even type. I thought they were going to do a state of play around the E3 and just call that their E3 presence, but they, they didn't do that. They may skip E3 again because E3 might be getting sued for that leak. Yeah, I read about that. Look, that E3 leak scandal is crazy. Bro, I would be so heated if I went to E3 this year and there was trash already. And then for them to misuse my information, bro, mad upsetting. Mad upsetting. Very, very upsetting. But because, I mean, like, I do, <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I guess I could technically see them going back to E3, but I just really doubt they will. I, I don't think it'll happen. I want to move my chair a little bit closer to the desk. I'll be out here wilding. I swear, bro. I'll be out here wilding. But, um, yeah. I don't know, guys. Very, very interesting stuff here. Very interesting stuff here in terms of uh psx and e3 and stuff like that um i i have a question for you lovely people right what do we want to see in the launch lineup of ps5 that has not been officially announced right like i really do think it's a possibility that we may get an act three for a ps5 launch i could 100 percent see that I think I think that is definitely plausible, um, but I think one that I've been thinking about a lot, like a lot, right, is the SOCOM stuff. Mark Cerny and his team make Jack Four. Ooh, 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 Jack Four. Either used to be retailers, so they so. E, sorry, Kevin Mack says, E3 used to be for retailers, so they know what they were going to be selling that holiday season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was definitely more of an industry thing, right? It, it was 100% more of an industry-driven thing. Um, and there's a great documentary by Noclip, um, one of, uh, I believe, he used to work for IGN. And he, of course, did kind of funny games for a moment there. Uh, the one, the luxurious, the Irish coffee. I forgot his name right now. Wow. Wow, Kevin. Kevin, what is wrong with you? TKD, what is wrong with you? What? No clip. Uh, Daniel Dwyer. There we go. Daniel Dwyer did a great E3 documentary. Go check it out. I love it. It's really, really good. I would love Days Gone 2 on PS5 because of the secret Days Gone, Days Gone ending. Um. Now, wait. Owen, can you DM me what secret ending you're talking about? Because I, 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 I played through Days Gone. I think I know which one you're talking about, but I definitely forgot. <laughs> but launch PS5 games. All I know is for certain is Horizon 2, Spider-Man, and God of War within the first year. But they'll be aggressive about those. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I think Horizon 2 is a safe bet for, for a big PlayStation exclusive launch title. I think that'd be a great one as well. I think it's time for a Horizon 2 DLC. I mean, not not two. New Uncharted game from the studio as well, maybe two years. Yeah, yeah, the, I think, I think, oh, um, Omar, are you referring to the San Diego studio that is being rumored to be working on um, uh, a Uncharted? There, there was actually a new, yeah, yeah, same. Like, that's what I think too. I think that it's clear that PlayStation does not want Uncharted to die. You know what I'm saying? I think they, I think they definitely wanted uh, what's the name? Um, Nathan Drake's story to end, right? 
But that definitely does not mean that Uncharted has to end, right? And I think also they were playing around with the notion of not having Nathan in an Uncharted game with Lost Legacy. I think Lost Legacy definitely was... Okay, I'm going to check out that DM in a little bit, Owen. But I feel like Lost Legacy definitely was a thermometer to the fans to gauge our interest in, number one, a hub... a a hub base open not 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 hub base linear open world hub open world type of uncharted game as well as number two a uncharted game without nathan drake right and to me i think it worked i think it worked you know what i'm saying i think lost legacy was great you know and there's plenty of different things that they can go off of uncharted based off of uncharted 4 okay owen i don't know that ending and now I'm quite interested. <laughs> I'm going to have to look up that after this. Because that sounds hot. Last I can see, best Uncharted game up there with two for me. Ooh. Omar, it's a bold statement. It's a bold statement. No, I I also liked Lost Legacy. I also loved it. I thought Lost Legacy was great. I think I think Lost Legacy is underrated. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that. But um, I'm trying to think. Where are these all? Where are these games line up? Hmm. <laughs> so you think that they're going to take a very aggressive approach to first party PlayStation games to really bolster PS5, right? Like you're talking like they're going to rapid fire within maybe a span of like two or three years. We're going to get Horizon 2, God of War, uh, Ragnarok, or whatever you want to call it, and Spider-Man 2, like bop, bop, bow. You know what I'm saying? I think I think there's also a solid chance of Order 1887. And yes, I said eighteen eighty seven because I believe that that'd be like like the code name for eighteen eighty six, whatever. Yes, Madagascar are first party games that faster pace for generations. Right? Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that because PS four, I feel like definitely was like a nice like ramping type of success. Where uh, well, not success, but like in terms of like first party releases, where uh, you know the first year we got Second Son, you know we got um, uh, in the early days of I know twenty fifteen, two years after we got Bloodborne, we got Ratchet and Clank stuff like that. So you know. But then it definitely ramped up when we got Uncharted Four, which was around twenty sixteen, I believe, and then on forward. So I won't say I won't say no more if you haven't seen it for spoiler reasons in case anybody wants to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't say it in the chat, but I'm saying that I'm going to be going to look at that secret ending because apparently I missed it because that sounds hot. Omar says from software gotta have Bloodborne two cooking somewhere, but do we really think though? I mean, look. I'm trying to speak from a from a place of those games aren't for me, right? However, I do want to see the fans of Bloodborne get a sequel. I think I think that'd be cool for them and stuff like that. But do we do we? But do we do we? I mean, as a fan, Omar, do you really think they're making a Bloodborne two? Like really though, or no? I don't know. Let me know. Let me know. I'm just asking that off of a person that like doesn't really know uh no like how necessarily that goes you know from, from like from, from software exclusive from from software exclusive playstation games because i know they did demon souls that was exclusive to playstation 3 i believe you know what i'm saying but let me know let me know let me know but i would love to see now the biggest one that i have been thinking about in my mind right is socom i think socom is coming back boys i think socom is coming back and I think that's going to be within the first year of PS5. Honestly, 
Honestly? Like, honestly? Honestly? I think it might be uh, released. I think it might be PS5 launch day, SOCOM. Like, like, can you imagine if we have, like, a Rainbow Six-type deal game? Who'd make SOCOM? I think there's rumors of someone, some some studio taking it. But honestly, I don't know which studio would take it. That's why, like, literally the uh, rumors about it are so kind of, uh, to me. I keep hitting the mic. I'm sorry. Like, um, they're so, uh, to me, just because I don't know who would make the SOCOM. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to look and see what what people are saying so far. Cause the first thing was that there was a SoulCon game in the making for PS4, and that was reported by Tidux. But I want to know by the bunch end of generation. Yeah, I don't know if even anyone has even rumored about who would make it, but it's a great it's a great. Uh, you know, I think that'd be good because, you know, as you all know, I've been saying, I feel like those guys making that Predator game would do it. Mmm. Mmm. That's a really good one. That's a good guess. I like that one. But, because I am of the mindset of, like, I definitely want another Soul Calm. Because I feel like position exclusives during the PS4 era have been very, like, lackluster in terms of, like, different genre. No. The, the, that's not what I'm saying. I, I guess I mean, like, multiplayer exclusives, right? I feel like multiplayer multiplayer exclusives in PS4 were definitely not a prominent thing during this generation. And I feel like also in tandem, shooting, not shooting, but shooters in general. Obviously, Uncharted, Last of Us, Horizon, you're shooting stuff. But I mean, like, a literal, like, shooter, you know? Because uh, the only game that we kind of got that kind of fits that description, at least for me, is Killzone, which I haven't played Killzone Shadowfall. Um, it seems like people kind of enjoyed it, you know, whatever. But I feel like the the biggest sore in terms of PlayStation exclusive this era was indeed the lack of, like, multiplayer. Gorilla's second team making... Oh, like Guerrilla Games, you mean? I think I think that's what Kevin Mag means. I think it means Guerrilla Games. Second team again. Oh, so you think they're gonna now? Hmm. Guerrilla making a SOCOM game. I like that. Oh my God, they did hire. They did hire the siege. Holy shit! Holy shit! They did hire the series director. And they got their crack at making a third-person game with Horizon. Right? So, they have experience in making shooters from Killzone. And now they have experience in making third-person games with Horizon. They both go in the back room. They have a little sex, you feel me? And they come out and they make SOCOM. Did Kevin Mack just crack the fucking code? I think Kevin Mack just cracked the biggest code we've been looking for. I think Kevin Mack just did it to him. Kevin Mack. My boy. Did you just do it? <laughs> Wait, that makes a lot of sense. 
Wait, boys, that's making hella sense here. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. When did they hire the siege director? Look, Guerrilla Games hiring for a multiplayer project headed headed by Rainbow Six director. Bro. Bro, they're making SOCOM. Bro, it's them. It's Can we get a round of applause for Kevin Mack in the chat? Kevin Mack really just did it to him. Kevin Mack. Kevin Mack, my man. Kevin, listen, guys. Guys, Kevin, guys. Kevin Mack is the superior Kevin in this podcast, okay? I am merely a shell. I'm merely a shadow to the grace that is Kevin Mack. Thank you for the thank you for the applause in the chat. Um, yeah, because I mean, back when they back when that whole news came out that Gorilla Games was working on on the multiplayer um, stuff, I just always assumed that it was going to be for um, a a new kill zone. Like like that was always my guess, but no, the fact that they just hired the siege director and stuff like that it's making sense boys and it's it's definitely making i can listen guys i mean for me i can't wait for next gen cannot wait cannot wait for next gen i love generation changes this is hype i love it cannot wait to see what happens this is when things get good you know what i'm saying like this is this is when things get popping off you know what i'm saying um but hmm huh. and the timelines would line up for that to be a launch PS5. I think that makes a lot of sense. Omar says, I think you can definitely see Sony getting more and more aggressive about online games too. Like you said, probably is the best time to bring back SOCOM or Killzone. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was going to be both. I thought th then making the Predator 4v1 game says it all. Yeah, you're right. I mean, because Sean Layden was very vocal about like, hey, like I feel like you know we dropped the ball in terms of multiplayer PlayStation exclusives, you know what I'm saying, and I feel like, you know, probably probably not literally, but I feel like also with with Halo Five starting to ramp up, um, no, sorry, not Halo Five, Halo Infinite ramping up. I feel like you know, they are gonna want to do some stuff with multiplayer, and of course, I feel like, well, not literally like, like this is the part of it because I because we all know that The Last of Us Part Two is gonna have a kick-ass factions mode. <sighs> So, I feel like all those cards on the table just are so telling. You know what I'm saying? Um, and because literally, quite quite literally, and honestly, I, I really feel this, honestly, that Factions multiplayer is still the best multiplayer in PS4 in terms of exclusives for PlayStation. 100%. 110%. Factions still bangs. You can find lobbies so easily in Factions no matter what time you're playing. Like, people still love Factions. Factions is a great multiplayer mode. Like, it's so fun. You know what I'm saying? It's so fun. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I feel. But um, I think I think we'll do maybe some – you know what? I'm going to open up to y'all. Any last questions you want to bring up? Any Anything else you want to get off your chest? I think we're going to call it a cross-circle podcast. I think I – think I think you know what? This was fun. You know? This, is, this was a fun time. I liked it. Then make uh, it is still easy to get into, or am I gonna get wrecked? No, it, it's still e easy to get into. Um, I'm literally only only level ten, and I just started playing more this summer, and I love it so because like 
with factions, it is so like we also Omar did a full road to part two podcast on factions. Make sure make sure to go check it out as well. We talked about factions in its current state with with the original Last of Us remastered, uh, more specifically, as well as um the changes that we want to see made and iterations we want to see developed in Last of Us Part Two factions. So make sure to go check out that road to part two. But I love factions. It's just that you there 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 is a very steep learning curve, right? Like, the game is difficult, right? Like, you cannot run in and just, like, you know, blazing in and stuff like that. Like, like it, it is very methodical, but it's a very, very good game. I love it so much. Like, and, and, like, once you understand the mechanics and once you understand how things work in the game, it is so satisfying to play and so fun. It's so fun. Yeah, big shout-out to Starks. Starks is the homie. Shout-out to him, bro. We have a road to part two this week. That's quite interesting. I cannot wait for this week's recording. I can't wait to do it. Mm, it's going to be hot. But uh, if you have any more chats, any more questions, make sure to let me know. But if not, I'm going to watch that Days Gone um, O'Brien Freaker thing. And, um, yeah, then we can call it episode. Any hints on this week's Road to Part 2 is about – it's about a theory. We're going to break down and go over a theory. Starks has already read the theory and knows about it. I decided to be just blind to it and we're going to go into week – we're 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 gonna go into Road to Part Two, and we're gonna lay out the theory that has been presented amongst the internet. It's a very, very interesting theory that it sounds crazy. Like the theory sounds crazy, but Stark says that there are a lot of things in the theory breakdown that definitely lend itself to maybe being true. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Kevin Mack. Kevin Mack, I can't believe you cracked the the whole Soulcom code, man. Wow. Kevin Mack, you know what? Oh my god. I just I just can't believe he did it. Kevin Mack is a G. Kevin Mack is the best of all of us. Literally the best of all of us. Literally. But um yeah, so that would be hype for Road to Part 2. But boys, I think I'm gonna call it here. I'm gonna call it a cross circle podcast episode number 48. If you all enjoyed, make sure to leave a like on the video as well. Stay subscribed to PlayStation Source to keep up with the latest and greatest in PlayStation. Down below, you can find our description where you can find our Discord, our Twitter. Follow us on there as well as our Anchor link where you can listen to our long-form content on the podcast services that you enjoy. Whether it be Google Podcasts, Apple Play, not Apple Play, not Apple Pay, or not Apple Pay or Play, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Google Podcast, I think I already said that, Spotify as well. You can follow us, the official PlayStation Source podcast feed on those different services. The linker link is in the description. Make sure, make sure to go uh, check us out on those. And you can listen to Crosswalker Podcast on that feed as well as Road to Part 2 every week on podcast services as, as well as on Wednesdays for Road to Part 2. Make sure to go check out that on the channel. And uh, definitely check out next week, of course, we'll be back here on Monday, Crosswalker Podcast. With Christian again, he'll be back. He just was traveling this week, so couldn't get to us at this point, but it's all good. You know what I'm saying? Um, he'll be back next week. And I think we're going to – there's a topic that we, we talked about last week that I think we might do next week that I cannot wait for. And it involves a new game uh, that I really hope happens, but we'll see. Uh, big shots to Omar in the chat. Shout out to Owen. Shout out to Kevin Mack, the savior of the SOCOM theory. Shout out to Baby D, of course, the homie. Shout out to the Shadow Ang Ones. Shout out 
to all the homies in the chat. There's one more. There's Christopher Hart up there up top. I appreciate you, homie. Shout out to, of course, co-host Christian Buckley. Well, actually, the main host of the show. I'm I, I'm really the co-host of this podcast. I'm not, I'm not the main host. But shout out to Christopher. Uh, again, shout out to Christian as well. Shout out to Virix in the beginning uh, about giveaways. Not sure if I'll be doing giveaways uh, anytime soon, but shout out to Ix as well. And uh, shout out to, of course, everyone in the chat, everyone watching. Appreciate you all. Thanks, Kevin. This was a great show. I appreciate it, bro. Have a good one, Kevin. Enjoy the ending. Haha. Uh, I will be watching it, and I will be enjoying it, hopefully. But uh, thank you for watching, and as always, greatness awaits.